Blog Talk Radio. Yo, what up, what up, what up? It's your boy Chills. Welcome to a special edition of Two Sides of the Story presents the Skybox. Super Bowl Sunday edition, y'all. What's going on? What's popping? Ah, uh, yes. Let's get this thing rocking. Okay. For those who do know, today's game will feature the New England Patriots and Atlanta and the Atlanta Falcons. For the Patriots, this will be their ninth Super Bowl appearance. They have a chance to win their fifth ring. And those who know that the Falcons, this is only their second appearance. But I've watched some of the some of the Super Bowl media coverage from this past week. I looked at stats. I looked at numbers. I looked at all the above. Some of those numbers that stuck out to me, though, was here, – here's one, though. Here's one. Um, it, was a, it was a stat that said, but, of course, this is the Patriots' ninth Super Bowl appearance, most out of any team. But they also added in the stat for the Falcons. This is their ninth postseason. That's deep. Well, not appearance, but franchise uh, playoff win. But I mean, that's that's deep though. But I look at I look at this game though. You have the number one versus number two ranked offense playing in the biggest game on the biggest stage. I look at both teams. I mean, the Patriots are the Patriots. You can say whatever you want about them. You could talk about all the scandals they've had in the past 15 years. You could bring all of that into play. But at the end of the day, they are the Patriots. They find ways to win. They're almost like the San Antonio Spurs of the NFL. I mean, Belichick and Brady, I mean, you can't say nothing about the guys. I mean, Belichick always finds a way to win. He always finds a way to learn his opposing team's offense. Like, I mean, it's, what he does to get his defense ready is fucking amazing. You can't take nothing away from Bill Belichick at the end of the day. He could cheat all he wants to for those who say that they cheat. I mean, I mean, I ain't going to lie. The text messages were out there. But still, I mean, at the end of the day, they still find ways to win. Tom Brady – I mean, he's still in that in that huge debate of being the greatest of all time. I'm not going to take nothing from the guy, but if he wins his fifth ring, you cannot deny what this guy has accomplished. I mean, scandals, scandals, and all. Every time he get he gets hit with a scandal, he comes back and shits on the entire fucking league. And now they're playing for the Super Bowl again. Again. Then you have the Atlanta Falcons. Possibly one of the best offenses I've seen in the past, shit, few years. I mean, it's not just Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. You have Tevin Coleman, Dante Freeman out of the backfield. Two vicious running backs who have a similar style. Both will tee you up running to the outside, running up the middle. They both will tear you up, catching passes out of the backfield. They both can block, and 
you both can line, they both can line up in a slot. Then you have the other receivers like Muhammad Sanu, the man Gabriel. This is a stacked Atlanta Falcons offense. I mean, you cannot take anything away from them. This is the reason why they they rank first. I mean, 31 points in a fucking postseason. This is a team that scored 31 points in a postseason. I knew they was going to beat Seattle the way that they did. I wasn't surprised there. I mean, the Legion of Boom died two years ago. The Green Bay game, however, I thought that would be a little bit more of a shootout, per se. But Atlanta said, fuck that. We're better than you. We can slow y'all down and shit on your defense, which they did. The Falcons did not fuck around with the Packers. And now that, now after that game, we are here. So, 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 like earlier last week, I thought the Patriots had this game. In my mind, I'm like, you know what? It's New England. They don't lose to the, they don't lose the Super Bowl unless it's the Giants. I don't know now. Like, I think this might be Atlanta's year. I think they actually have it to get over the hill. I mean, their defense is not as great as New England. But if New England try to play hero ball with Atlanta, I think Atlanta will win this game based on the strength that New England doesn't cannot win the shootout with them. But anywho, anywho, today's game, though, is going to be iconic. This game is going to be possibly one of the best Super Bowls ever. It has the hype. It has the buildup. It has two teams that could actually do it. I remember the 98 season, the Dirty Bird Falcons. I mean, everyone knew that. One, they wasn't going to win the Super Bowl, and two, hell, they shouldn't even have been there. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I still can't believe they beat Minnesota in a NFC championship game that year. But shit happened. That team was – I mean, I'm not going to say that team was overrated. It had talent. But eh, I think they were overhyped. People fell in love with the Dirty Birds. Niggas all of a sudden was doing a Dirty Bird dance, this, that, the other, blah, 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 so, so, so. I mean, I think that team was more hype. But this 2016 Atlanta Falcons team would destroy that team. They would blow that 98 squad out the water. Come on now. Matt Ryan versus Chris Chandler. Julio Jones versus Tony Martin. (laughs) Devontae Freeman or Tevin Coleman versus... Jamal Anderson. I'm sorry, that's not even a real comparison. But I look at this 2016 team, though. Uh, They really do have that chance to win. Like, not even just because they're high-powered offense, but you really, really slow down that young pass rush that that they do have. That defense isn't complete yet, but it's very young. I'm sure 
that Dan Quinn got these guys watching footage of Tom Brady, watching his every move. This is a very young defensive unit. And I think that they will create pressure on Tom Brady. They have to. I mean, it, it's as simple as that. But honestly, I still think this is going to be a good shootout, though. I don't think – I think both team, both defenses will struggle trying to figure out the opposing team's offense. For those who are listening, yes, this is the Sunday edition of the Skybox. If you got any questions, want to talk, want to make your predictions, you can call in at 347-215-8558. Press 1 to speak to your host. Now that we now that we got our game, though, like right now after I finish this show, I think I'm going to go ahead and fry me up some chicken wings. Get my snack food ready, get my cold ones ready, just sit back, relax, and get ready for this game. Go, 
rhymes and making scenes with it. I die. Now I retire or put my mic on the shelf. The baddest rapper in the history of rap itself. Not bitter or mad, just proving I'm bad. You want to hit, give me an hour, put the pen in a bag. MCs retreat, cause they know I can beat them. And eat them in a battle and the rep won't cheat them. I'm the baddest, taking out all rookies. Don't forget Oreos, eat Cool J cookies. I'm Yo, what I would it do? I'm back. Uh, those who know, uh, last night, the NFL had its NFL honors ceremony, which recognizes some of the best players in the game who won awards. Uh, your offensive rookie of the year is Dallas Cowboys quarterback, Dak Prescott. Offensive player of the year, Matt Ryan. Your defensive player of the year, Khalil Mack. Your Art Rooney Sportsman Award winner uh, is Frank Gore. And your league MVP is Matt Ryan. So those are your NFL Honors Award winners. But let's let's actually move back on to the Super Bowl, though. Uh, like I was saying, tonight's game has all the ingredients to be great. Hopefully, this will top last year's Super Bowl, which featured the Denver Broncos and the Carolina Panthers. That game, I knew it was going to be pretty much a defensive struggle. If anybody thought that Cam and the Panthers were going to run all over Denver, you were sadly mistaken. I knew that game was going to be what it was. This year's game will be better than that game. Hell, this game will be better than, shit, three out of the last four Super Bowls. But you have your league, you have your league MVP, Matt Ryan, who's having the best season of his career. You look at the numbers. You look at everything that he's done. 
with Kyle Shanahan running that offense, sooner be head coach of possibly the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan with the running this offensive unit. Playing is the biggest game. Like, honestly, I think all the momentum favors Atlanta. I'm not a Falcons fan, but I'm just calling it like I see it. I don't want to pick a team because, honestly, I don't know who's going to win tonight. This game can go either way, but part of me wants to say Atlanta will do it. Part of me wants to see Atlanta get that one ring. I know there's some that don't, that never want to see the Falcons win anything ever in life. Not even an honorable mention ribbon at a science fair. But I, honestly, I think this is this could be the year. I mentioned the 98 Falcons earlier because, I mean, that team was just a team that shouldn't have been there. Even though they did go 14-2, and two, but still. This 2016 squad is just on a different level. It makes me wonder, though, like, who will have the better game between Tom Brady and Matt Ryan? How much double coverage will we see Julio Jones in? Will New England stack the box against this Atlanta Falcons defense, especially if they want to run the ball? And how much pressure will Matt Ryan put himself under? Not how much, how much pressure the Patriots will put him under, but how much pressure will Matt Ryan put himself under? I'm not talking about this just being his first Super Bowl appearance. More so of can he handle the pressure of just getting his team over and having the best season of his career? The pressure of him not going back to his old ways in postseason play. The pressure of him just being able to get the job done. I mean, on the other side of the ball for him is the Patriots, a fucking dynasty. You're going against one of the greatest coaches and quarterbacks of all time. I mean, that's pressure. That's enough pressure right there. But can Matt Ryan keep it together mentally, not put the pressure on himself, and get the job done. That's one thing I will be looking at in this game. Uh, you look at his postseason record, I mean, it's not great. <laughs> Outside of this past season, it it's not great. So, could this be the year that he actually shuts everybody up? I mean, he destroyed some of his haters, but... <clears throat> he still have a lot of people looking at him through a microscope, seeing if he's going to be the 2016 Matt Ryan or he's going to be the Matt Ryan who chokes in the playoffs. If the Falcons lose this game, it will be because of Matt Ryan. I've said this all week. He'll be the, he'll be the reason why they don't get the job done. Not because they played a better team, because he couldn't. He couldn't get the job done for his team. He couldn't come through in that need-to-be-great moment. 
he fell short of being clutch. Now I'm going to look at this from uh, the Tom Brady standpoint. He already has four rings. His his career is almost coming to an end. I mean, the man is already 38-39. He has possibly one or two good seasons left in him if he decides to continue to play. He has a chance to go out with five rings. He has a chance to have the most wins by a quarterback. The most Super Bowl wins for a quarterback. I mean, this game, I'm not gonna say he he's not he's not gonna be under pressure, but for this game, I mean this game for him, I mean, it's history. Everybody for everyone who said that he is no Joe Montana, that he will never have as many rings as Montana. Well, twenty sixteen, he has the same amount of rings as Montana. He has better stats than Montana. Montana's never lost in a Super Bowl, but he's never been more than four times either. Tom Brady has. I mean, you can't always win them all, but look how many times Tom Brady can get his team to the show. This is this man's sixth appearance. Wait, wait, wait. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. About sixth, seventh appearance. This is his seventh, seventh appearance. He's only lost two to the New York Giants. Every other team that he has faced, he's defeated. Those are still good. That's, I mean, that's a good number. Those are good odds. For Tom Brady, it's all about playing his game, doing what he does best, Relaxing in pocket, not being, not being phased by any type of pressure or anything. I know he's not going to put pressure on himself because he's been here before. Even though he has a chance to make history, I don't think he's going to let that affect his game. The only way Tom Brady feels any type of pressure is if the Falcons can force it. For Belichick, he goes. He will serve as any iconic coach ever. If he hasn't done it already, he will now. <laughs> Dan Quinn, he'll be he'll be the reason why shit people why Seattle hasn't been the same. The Legion of Boom died when he left. You can call it what you want, but I'm stating fact. That defense is still good, but it's not what it was. But honestly, guys, I'm real hyped for this game. Like, I didn't talk about this Super Bowl for the rest of the day. I mean, I probably won't, but I can talk about the Super Bowl for the rest of the day. Uh, I know a lot of people who are in that Atlanta area, I know they are psyched. They are hyped like hell. Uh, just watching some of the press from this week with T.I. and – Ludacris on. Um, the city of Atlanta is fucking lit. I can imagine it. Uh, everybody, everyone is out. They getting their stuff ready. They getting their grills ready. I'm sure someone going to try to do some type of some type of 
grilling or frying or frying. I, I know chicken is gonna be fried. <clears throat> they are ready to party, get loose, celebrate, get it on. Right now, if I if I was able to get out of Maryland, I would want to see what Atlanta looks like right now. I just want to see how I just want to see a hype city getting ready to see their team <clears throat> play for the biggest prize in professional well professional sports. I'm going to say it. Not just professional football, but professional sports. That's how high I look at the Super Bowl. At the Super Bowl, it is what it is. I mean, it's the most watched sporting event. I mean, that's just facts. But I want to. I just want to see Atlanta actually get over this hump. This is a city that haven't won a major championship since fucking. 90, I can't even go back. Like, I remember the Braves winning it in, like, 95. <clears throat> the Hawks haven't been shit since the beginning of time. Uh, and I think, probably, are the Thrashers still around in the uh, NHL? No? Okay. Um, well, on some real shit, though, the city of Atlanta actually needs this. They need this championship. They're pretty much in the same boat as Cleveland. Haven't won a championship in so-so years. It's a great sports town, blah, blah, blah. Money comes in. So for them, this will be big. For New England, I mean, it will give them something else to gloat about. Because they'll, uh, they'll, champ- they'll have five championships in football. They already have 17 in fucking basketball. Baseball, they had fucking nine. Oh, man. Oh man, yeah. Hello? Yo, can y'all hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. I heard it's like I heard some like clicking noise. <clears throat> What's good everybody? If you don't know who I am, I'm poetry. C-O-T-S-O-T-S Productions. Hope everybody having a great Super Bowl Sunday and fuck the Falcons. Uh, like I said it. earlier, like <clears throat> yeah, like I was saying earlier, I know it's a lot of people that don't want to see the Falcons win today. Uh, but of course, our CEO is one of them. Uh, but what's your predictions, though, for the game? Um, both of them lose horribly and it just goes on to ever until somebody just puts them out their misery. Oh, damn. that's just wishful. That's, that's wishful thinking, obviously. Um, I'm looking at the stats. I'm looking at the matchups. As much as it pains me to say this, 
the Falcons have a good matchup with the Patriots defense. Um, they're they're not just one sided. They have a very good pass offense, obviously, because they they're they're ranked number two in the NFL, right under New Orleans, <clears throat> um, and they have a very good running game. They're number ranked number five five in the NFL, still under New Orleans, <clears throat> but. You know, so when you have that two-headed monster where if they take one side out, try to make you one-dimensional, it doesn't work because as Matt Ryan has been having a MVP year, hands down. I can't take it away from him. He has balled out 136.4, if I'm not mistaken. I got to double-check that. But but, but 136 QB rating. That's damn near perfect. Damn near perfect. That means he's very rarely made any mistakes as far as him playing. So with that kind of play, um, Tom Brady, he's older. He doesn't play like he's older, but it's obviously he's on the declining side of his career. I can't respect the Patriots running game like I would respect the Falcons running game. So I give it to the Falcons. Yeah, that's the thing. As much as it, as much as it pains me to say that, I have to give it to the Falcons. Both defenses are a wash. They're both a bend but don't break defense. defense. They make some plays where necessary, but I wouldn't call either team a defensive monster. The only advantage I'll give the Patriots on that one is because the fact they they have allowed the fewest points this season. I mean, teams can move the ball on them, but they can't score on them as easily. As far as the run, as far as running the ball, as much as I like Legarrette Blunt, he's not consistent enough. I don't know if he. I'm, I don't know if he is. Is certain games where he just comes on, or the fact that they just don't give him the ball like they should. This game, he I might get it, a lot of carries. He, you know who he reminds me of when I see him play. He has all the skills, all the ability, but just can't quite get where it needs to go. He reminds me of Reggie Bush. Oh shit! If if he can get out in the open field. That's an in, that's end game. You ain't catching him. But I see him run a lot of left to right, and he does. I, he he really doesn't like hitting those tackles like he should. Honestly, for Laguerre Blunt, like his best success is up the middle. Between between a fucking guard, he. I mean, that's his money. Run him straight. Run him straight up the middle. But like outside runs, yeah, he doesn't like hitting off them tackles. Uh, I gotta agree with you on that. Uh, I can't really, even in college, I've noticed that though. Even when he was at fucking Oregon, he didn't like really running off them tackles. That's gonna be a key factor in this game. I mean, they still have Deion Lewis, who I think is not gonna really be much of a factor because not so many people know who the fuck he is. But. As far as the run game for the Patriots, Legarrette has to get as many touches as possible. 
I don't think they're going to give it to him. That's the thing. That's that's not been their thing all this year. He gets touches, but if you take Tom Brady out of it, and let's be honest, you put the helmet on Tom Brady a couple of times, he starts half dancing. So you take him out at mentally, they don't have the running game offense for to re- rely on LeGarrette to bring that team at least to within shooting distance or pull it out. I can't argue that. I can't argue that. Because uh, realistically, LeGarrette, he's not going he's not going to carry that load. <laughs> I mean, he he can some games, but this season, no, not no, not 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 in the Super Bowl. It will be surprising if he does somehow manage to pull off 150 with more, at least two, three touchdowns, but I doubt we're going to see that this game. It's solely going to be on Tom Brady's shoulders to carry that New England offense against the fucking Falcons. I mean, let's be realistic. Like, what was the last time Garrett Blunt really had a real impactful – a real put the weight on his shoulders type of game. What twenty fourteen against the Colts? Yeah, I was about to say he's had a couple of games, but like two or three games does not make you a player that can yeah. carry a team. You know, Tom Brady, he's done it a lot. He'll put the team. We've seen him put the team on his back and do it. And and this is coming from somebody that's a hardcore Patriot hater as well. I hate the Patriots. Almost as much as I hate the Falcons. So I'm not looking forward to the Super Bowl. But taking my fanship away, if if you give me one player from each either team that I want to pick, last game winning situation, I'm picking Tom Brady. This is nothing against Matt Ryan. This is nothing against Devonta Freeman. This is nothing against LeGarrette. Tom Brady has proven he can do it. And LeGarrette I mean, is nowhere near it. I mean, that's not. I mean, you can't debate that. I mean, Tom Brady has won fucking four Super Bowls. We're with him carrying this team, carrying the damn team on his back. I mean, so you can't debate that. This game, uh, shit, it's gonna come down to Tom Brady. I mean, it's gonna come down to Tom Brady for keeping the Patriots in it. I mean, because I don't think the Patriots' defense will slow down a Falcons. We could be surprised, but I think that I think Kyle Shanahan has some plays lined up for this New England Patriots defense. Some shit that we haven't seen yet. I mean, I will be. I won't be surprised if we actually saw the fucking pistol offense. If we actually saw a read option, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm looking forward to this being a high-scoring game. Now I, I, we've said that we said that even last was not not last year. Uh, it was the year before. We said it was going to be a high scoring game, and it was high scoring towards the end. But yeah, with these two de- defenses, I don't see I don't see the Falcons slowing down Tom Brady unless they can get, unless they can blitz him and get him on his back. If they can get him on his back a couple of times then it's going to be interesting, and it might get ugly. And I definitely don't see the Patriots slowing down Devonta, slowing down Julio, slowing down Matt, 
I mean, you, you, they, the Falcons offensively has too many weapons. If you try to knock one person down, somebody, somebody can pick up the slack and do what needs to be done to get get them over. So I don't. It's it's going to be a high scoring game, and I'm calling it now thirty-one twenty-eight, the Falcons. I know there's a picture uh. of Simpsons going around. That's it. that's saying the exact same score with the Patriots winning, but I just don't see the Patriots winning. It, but but I will say this: if the Patriots do win, the pettiness in me is going to enjoy seeing Roger Goodell have to hand the trophy to the Patriots, and I really hope it's Tom Brady that he has to hand it to. That would it, that would please me on such a molecular level for that to happen. <laughs> With everything that happened in the beginning of the season, yeah, I think that would that would put a lot of fucking heat under Roger Goodell because I mean, simply due to the whole bullshit with the Deflate Gate and the four game suspension. I mean, it would be amazing if Tom if the Patriots win this and Tom Brady comes out holding that trophy after missing the first four games. I mean, what can you say? I mean, there's nothing you can't say. You you just have to take it. I mean, he's proven that he he's proven this year definitively. Unless something else comes out, he's proven definitively he ain't need those balls to be deflated. He's time motherfucking Brady. Exactly. Plus, a lot a lot of people overlook the fact that that game I mentioned back in 2014, where the girl Blunt had fucking ran for fucking 150. It should have been 200, but. He ran from one fucking fifty with three TDs. I'm looking at the game like, oh, was that the was that the deflate game they they they, they was mentioning that they kept talking about? Because honestly, the Patriots ran all over the fucking course in that game. The Colts had no yeah, answer for that run game because they was playing the pass. They was playing the pass. Yeah, it was the Colts they were playing, and again, not a Patriots fan, but deflated balls ain't have shit to do. With the coach losing that game, they got it. It did. They got smashed. I mean, you how the forty-five I mean, seven? Out. The flated balls ain't got nothing to do with that. Forty-five seven. Nah. I mean, it damn sure didn't. It, it didn't boost the fucking run game. I mean, it's not going to do that. I mean, the run game is going to be the run game regardless of the fact. I mean, you. St- I mean, that team still gave up hundred fifty plus yards. And three touchdowns to a running back. Yeah, the deflated balls they had nothing to do with that. People want to go ahead and say that shit, try to throw it out there like, oh, the course would have won if it wasn't for that. Like, how? No, the course would have got there as the same way. Man, people have been saying You can't, you can't argue that. I mean, I understand that the rules are the rules are the rules. I get that. You know, if you disobey the rules, whether purposely or inadvertently, you have to be punished. But to sit here and say that if the balls weren't deflated to X amount of um, pressure or whatever, you know, the Colts would have won, we couldn't have been looking at the same game. The Colts couldn't do anything, and the Patriots did everything they wanted, period. There's no, I mean, no all they had to, 
All they had to, all the defense had to do was get pressure on Angel up, keep his ass in the pocket, fucking shut, pretty much shut down everything they want to do. I mean, the Colts didn't have a run game at all. I'm sorry. I mean, the Colts he had nobody to get the ball to. Oh, not at all. Even with Frank Gore, no disrespect to him, but uh, yeah, buddy, you've been in the league since '04. Your decline has happened already. But, I, I mean, it's just the Colts weren't a complete team. The Colts weren't on the level uh, at the same level as the Patriots. They were young. They had a good offense outside of Andrew Luck. The Colts are nothing. Well, they were nothing because right now they are nothing. They're, they're terrible. They can't even win it, the shitty-ass AFC South anymore. Like, But yeah. at the end of the day, you can't say that. You can't say that the Colts would have won that game. Like, too many people try to say, well, if if it wasn't for the balls being deflated, the Colts would have had a chance. They probably would have scored maybe one more touchdown. That's about it, if that. But it didn't have any it had any impact on that game, none whatsoever. Yeah, it, it had no effect. And, and it's, it goes to the lore of how much the Patriots are hated. Like, you know, New York Yankees hated. You know, LeBron James. LA Lakers hated. LA Lakers hated. You know, these are teams that are like almost Dallas Cowboys hated. You know, matter of fact, if there was, I'm pretty sure they've done polls, but the Patriots are easily hated more than the Cowboys. And I know a lot of people that hate the Cowboys, but you know, th- there's a reason why people hate the Cowboys, and it's not the same reason that people hate the Patriots. People hate the Cowboys because of their owner and their aura of being better than everyone. You know, and 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 nobody can argue that when you if you talk to you a Cowboys fan and anything like that, they have a very large pride in their fan in their team, and you're supposed to. So I don't even fault them for that. But when you talk to someone about why they hate the Patriots, oh, they get very specific and intricate, like it's a scientific thesis on why they hate the Patriots. And it's not the same. And and a lot of it goes around this aura of cheating, you know. And in, <laughs> I'm a firm believer that shame, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fooled me three times, ain't supposed to be. And they fooled everybody three times. Tuck rule, spy gate, deflate gate. And at what point do you have to kind of be like, they're cheaters? At a certain point, you have to be like, they are cheaters. They, they have been proven to be cheaters. You've been caught two times for cheating, and you have. And, and I won't call Tuck the Tuck rule as a cheating incident, but you, you, can't, you have you to. <laughs> you can't. But the Tuck rule is essentially what started the New England dynasty. I mean, it was that ball. You can't debate it. So, so if that call goes differently, we're probably not even having this conversation. No. So people hate them for all of this, but as much as you hate them, if you are a true football fan, you got to admit, cheating or not, they are good. 
They are good. There's no way around it. They are a good, solid football team that doesn't need to do some of the stuff that they probably get caught doing. They don't. But I forgot who said said this. I, I want to say this was on Mike and Mike. Uh, Mike Greenberg, or was it Mike Greeny? Was it um, Golick? It was Golick. Golick said, everybody is doing something to get an advantage. If you aren't cheating, you aren't trying to win. The only difference is no one else get caught. I've heard that before. And there's, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've heard that before. And I think I've there's a lot of truth to it. Like, like with the whole Bounty Gate thing, they, there's a lot of people that say every team has something like that. It's only that the Saints got caught. It's all about who and how you get caught. So... <laughs> I'm look. I'm semi looking forward to the to the Super Bowl tonight. It'll be a good game. I still have Atlanta winning thirty one twenty eight, or maybe thirty one. Matter of fact, I'll take off. I'll go thirty one twenty one. I don't think that the Patriots will be able to get off as much of an offense as they're used to getting off. Three touchdowns. I might two by air, <clears throat> one, one by one by arm run. That's it. I'll give New I'll give New England more than twenty one points. I will put them. Uh, I can give them twenty eight. Twenty eight. I'll give them twenty eight. For some reason, I think Tom Brady will at least have two touchdown passes. Will I'll give Tom Brady three touchdown passes? I'll give him three touchdown passes and maybe a Legard Blunt or Deion Lewis run. That's all I can no give them. Uh, if this game does, if Atlanta does put up thirty, this shit is over. Um, I'm going to give Matt Ryan about three touchdowns. One of them will be by a run in a field goal. Yeah, the magic number for Atlanta is thirty plus. If they could get over thirty plus, they definitely are in the driver's seat to win. If the if the Patriots can keep them 21 points under, the Patriots win. That is the key. You cannot let the Atlanta Falcons offense get on a run. If they get on a run, there is no stopping them. There's no stopping them, but, like, if New England could somehow figure that shit out. I, I don't sleep on Belichick in these situations. <laughs> People will say he cheat, they cheat, this, that, and the other, but you can't take away from his game planning for these types of situations. Because he always finds a right. way to put his team in the best position to win. I mean, the way he just comes up with game plays, game plans, and defenses that can actually slow down high-powered offenses. I mean, the way that he's owned fucking Peyton Manning is fucking an example of that. <laughs> the way they slow down <clears throat> other teams that can fucking produce points is an example of that. Granted, he hasn't faced this type of offense, but it should be interesting. I mean, I know he has something, <laughs> something ready for this Atlanta Falcons offense. Oh, yeah, he always has something up his sleeve. I'm, I'm interested to see how he's going to combat, like, Julio, Danta, you know, how he's going to combat it because he, he thinks out, he has that outside-the-box 
coaching mentality. He doesn't mind plugging different players into different spots that that should work or at least cause some disruption. He's going to cause a disruption. However, it's just who the hell do you really fucking put that put under the magnifying glass for that Falcons team besides Matt Ryan? <laughs> but of course, they got they going to cover Matt Ryan. They have to. There's no way in hell. But you still open up that run game with Freeman and Coleman. You, like I said, you have two running backs who pretty much have similar run styles who can come off that one cut, who can catch out of the backfield, who can line up in the slot. In the screen game, don't get me started. <laughs> who the hell so we... should he slow down? <laughs> It'll be interesting to see them try. I, I, I feel like they'll figure it out, if not initially, It'll be interesting to see after halftime what happens, especially since halftime essentially makes it a whole different game because of the you know performance and everything else. It it gives the teams a real long time to figure stuff out. It'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, it will be. Uh, Can we touch we'll... on the Hall of Fame before time runs out, real quick? Yeah, we can. I was actually going to say that for last. So, yeah, let's go ahead and do that now because shit, it's 1252 already. Yeah. God damn. But, like, I don't even look at the time when I be doing this. But, yeah, so if you're unaware, the Hall of Fame class has been selected. Um, 2017, Morton Anderson. Saints, Morton Anderson. Sorry. Running back to Rail Davis. <laughs> Kenny, safety, Kenny Easling, Easley, some of the Cowboy haters are going to hate this. Owner, president, and general manager, Jerry Jones. Defensive end, Jason Taylor. Running back, LaDainian Tomlinson. And Kurt, quarterback, Kurt Warner. Um, I feel some type of way a little bit about T.O. being snubbed. Just a little bit. I understood last year because you had to make him understand you know, some of the some of the stuff he was doing when he was a player just wasn't cool. I understand a slap on a on a wrist then, but now you're getting a little ridiculous. You've already taken I the mean, first ballot Hall of Famer thing out of out of out of play now. It, it, it shouldn't matter anymore. Well, honestly, it's like I want to say that receivers always always had trouble getting into the Hall of Fame. They don't get in on their first couple of bouts. But if you look at T.O.'s numbers, come on now. Fucking seriously? Seriously. Like, I mean, there's, there's only two receivers that have better numbers than this man. Come on now. You can't take away what he did on the field. I mean, he was a fucking playmaker. He was the only reason why the Eagles had a chance in that fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. And, 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 if it's if you're looking at this list, some some people are no brainer. Ladanian, no brainer. Kurt, no brainer. No brainer. Um, Terrell, <laughs> no no brainer. Mm. Now even Jason yeah. Taylor to a degree, no brainer. You no know, brainer for what he for what he was for the, for the Dolphins. Now we're starting yeah. to questionable territory. 
are you telling me Morton Anderson deserves to be on the list more than T deserves to be in the Hall of Fame more than T.O.? I don't know. No. Jerry Jones? I don't know. Fuck no. Kenny Easley? No. I don't know. And there's nothing against them, but when you have a, a wide receiver of the statue, uh, stature of T.O. that has accomplished what T.O. has done, you have to you have to compare it. You have to get out that vacuum of his off the field issues because this isn't the Hall of Fame of professional and moral morality because that's not what this is. Because I'm pretty sure at one point in time in the locker room, all of these people and especially Jerry Jones has had questionable moral, you know, character with their teams. So you have, and they're still here. It's what, about what they've accomplished in their career, and you know, to forcibly say, "Well, T.O. doesn't deserve it," I'm I'm not feeling it. T.O. should be in. I'm sorry. It's, I can't. It's like even with all the shit that he did off the field, I can't think of a reason why he shouldn't be in. Like, I just can't. Like. I, I can't come up with, if even if I was a T.O. hater, I couldn't find a reason not to put this man in. I mean, I'm sorry. I just can't. Like, I, I can't form the words to say, you know what, fuck T.O. I'm not going to say, well, he played for five teams. And? So fuck? <laughs> what do, what do, the number of teams that a player played for doesn't devalue what he was done in his career. I mean, T.O., shit, he replaced Jerry Rice and San Fran. Went to Philly, he became the best receiver Donovan McNabb has ever had. Went to Dallas, still was the same T.O. He ain't, I mean, you could say he ain't do shit with the Bills, but the Bills were the Bills. They didn't have shit. Yeah. And, uh, in the whole in the uh, T.O. situation in Cincinnati, it was Ocho Ocho T.O. That shit should have lasted at least two more fucking years. Because I mean, they, I mean, he was a great compliment to to Chad Johnson and fucking uh, Carson Palmer. Like he was a great compliment to them. So I people mean, the getting man this produced regardless. <laughs> But most definitely, people just want to get in this mindset that, you know, you have to be a model citizen in the NFL and you have to put up numbers. And it shouldn't be that. That shouldn't be the criteria of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's not the Pro Football and Citizen Hall of Fame. It's just the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Your numbers should speak for itself. And if anybody can argue Anybody other than, like I said, the surefire first ballot Hall of Famers that you look at and you're like, I know they're a first ballot, argue the opposite. And I can't do that exactly. with T.O. Exactly. But I want, I want, I mean, I just want to know, can we get, for my fellow Washington Redskins fan, can we get Joe Jacoby in the fucking Hall of Fame? Like, what the fuck is that going to take? Like every year he's he's been a finalist, but somehow he can't get the fuck in. 
you have the rest of the Redskins line in this bitch. I'll take that back. I'll take that back. Only Russ Grimm is in. He can't get in. Mark May ain't getting in. Fucking Jeff Bostic, like, for real? Really? <laughs> I mean, Mark May was a fucking finalist. Why is he not in? They they were all a product of the possibly the greatest offensive line ever. But I mean that that's that's my little debate there. Uh, that's my little rant. We can talk but, about that yeah, on next week on, on Wednesday. <laughs> oh yeah, we will. I'm a, we're gonna put that in along as well as All Star Weekend. <sighs> Gotta love this time of the year. But anyway, anywho, uh, we are out of time. Well, pretty much out of time. Uh, Thank you for listening to this special edition of Two Sides of the Story presents the Skybox. I will be back this Wednesday. We'll be discussing the NBA All-Star Weekend 2017. I'll get y'all ready for the slam dunk contest, the three-point contest, even the celebrity game that nobody really watches. Yes, I haven't watched. I haven't watched honestly the All Star Weekend in like maybe years. I'm, I'm, I haven't watched, it, but I might check it out this year. I ain't gonna lie. I, f- I fell off on the slam dunk contest a few years ago until I actually started seeing some of these young cats actually look respectable. But I'm gonna talk. I'm actually gonna talk about that this Wednesday. Uh, why the slam dunk contest actually fell off for a few years. All right. It's the reason that a lot of people just don't don't really a lot of people see, but they don't see the NBA damn sure doesn't see it. But yeah, but yeah, that's it for today, y'all. Thank you for listening. I'll be back Wednesday my at my regular regularly scheduled time and night. I holler. Deuces. <laughs>